everybody. Welcome to another episode of Brew Daddies. I'm Adam Frank. And I'm Richard Fawal. Today, we are going to talk about Hellbender. This is a revisit episode. It, yes, it is. Hellbender is a brewery located in Washington, D.C., just over the DC, uh, Maryland border. And it's one of our local breweries, very close to us. Hellbender is definitely another neighborhood favorite of ours. It's, uh, it's a little tucked away in a little sort of industrial. Cul-de-sac, if An you An industrial cul-de-sac. That's exactly what I would call it. But it's about a 15-minute walk from the Fort Totten Metro. It's not too far from uh, Tacoma Metro, right near New Hampshire Avenue. Easy to get to. And I have to say, one thing I love about Hellbender Brewery is their name. It's just a great name. It is a great name. Hellbender. Even, you know, not knowing what it's in reference to, I love the name Hellbender for some reason. But you do know what it's in reference to. Yes, I do. Tell it's us about it. named after a, hopefully I get this right, it's a uh, salamander. It is a salamander. And where is it located? It's a North American salamander. In Maryland. Native to the eastern region of the country, eastern sort of mountainous Appalachian region. It's the largest native salamander. I would hope it would be large with a name like Hellbender. It's huge. Is it scary looking? Uh, I, don't, I like salamanders. I don't think any salamander is scary looking. I like looking. them too. But with a name like Hellbender, you would think it's like this uh, devil looking thing with no, horns. It's not like a Komodo dragon or anything. It's a salamander. It's got an enormous head. And Anyway, look at pictures. I think they have some on their website or you just freaking Google Hellbender salamander and you can see what it looks like. We should put one on Instagram. Let's talk about Hellbender beer. Okay, and to do that, let's hear from Ben Evans, co-owner and head brewer at Hellbender. Take it away, Ben. Yeah, my name's Ben Evans. I'm the co-owner and head brewer here at Hellbender Brewing Company. I started out homebrewing early in college, and then uh, started. I was lucky enough to become an apprentice somewhere between college and grad school at a local microbrewery. Um, actually found out one of my guys on my rugby team was the head brewer at this uh, local brew pub, and... Um, they kind of just started showing me the ropes on how to brew on a 15-barrel system. I was really lucked out, uh, kind of getting a little bit of a learning experience start there at uh, Iron Hill Brewing Company over in Delaware. So what you guys are trying, what we're all trying here is uh, the Double Chazwazer. Um, it's an Imperial uh, IPA. So this one actually started out a couple years before we started the brewery. Um, my business partner and I, we were messing around with uh, some IPAs with Galaxy Hops and the Galaxy Hops Australian, we're big Simpsons fans. So Chazwazer is actually a reference to the Simpsons episode where they go to Australia. Bart actually takes a bullfrog to Australia with him, and it's a female, and she's pregnant. And the, the bullfrogs take over the entire country, and there's this one scene in a pet shop where the uh, pet owner is sweep them, sweeping them out of the pet shop because they're all over the floor. And Marge is in the pet store and says, you know, in our country, we call these things bullfrogs. And the guy said, oh, that's a funny name. I'd have called him a Chazwazer. So it's just sort of making fun of the Australians a little, a little bit, kind of tongue in cheek. But it's the reference to those Australian hops that's, that are really predominant in this beer. And we fill it out with the Galaxy out with just a touch of Citra in there. Also, a, I think just a really good hop. But this one's 8.5% uh, alcohol. A lot of oats and wheat in here. So, you know, there's some honey malt in there as well that kind of gives it a little bit of perceived sweetness in the finish. Um, it uh, does actually finish surprisingly dry on paper, but tastes kind of uh, a little bit sweet and has that kind of honey flavor that really goes well with the tropical fruit and citrus from the, uh, from the galaxy and the uh, citra hops. So, yeah, that we just started out doing a Chazwazer IPA and then a few months back, 
did a double version of that and that sort of became our new favorite and wasn't surprising that this was this was really the one we wanted to lead with as our one-off for our first canning run so um, we just canned this out about a week ago we're going to be doing uh, regular runs of our IPA and our Kolsch, our Ignite IPA and our Bare Bones Kolsch, but we're going to be doing one-offs um, every time we can. Uh, right now, we're doing a mobile canning run each time, but um, we've got plans by the end of the summer to have our own canning line up and running. So, yeah, I just came off of uh, two double brew days. So in the last 48 hours, I've worked about over 28 hours. But, um, you know, it's just uh, all of our efforts right now, uh, our brew team, which is me and one other guy, we're working on um, just getting the canning operation sort of um, under control and up and running. And we're trying to balance making all of our flagships in greater demand right now with um, trying to get smaller batches out on a regular basis as well. So it's sort of a balancing act. We're constantly trying to come up with new recipes uh, while we're um, sort of cranking out the big the big guns, sort of, uh, so to say. So as far as plans this summer, really what we're looking to do is, is have a, a really nice lineup of um, one-offs and cans uh, throughout the summer that we're going to release primarily out of the tasting room in small portions to uh, throughout the city. So, um, you know, really it's kind of building up. Like I said, we're just a little over a week out of um, doing our first big canning run and sold several hundred cases of cans already. And it's sort of the mobile canning runs doing every three weeks, it doesn't seem like we're actually, uh, that that's a little bit too much time right now in between, which we, we weren't sure of, but, um, so we're really gunning to get our own, uh, canning line up and running. And so we can also do everything on our own time schedule. Uh, right now we're basically trying to coordinate our entire company's schedule with another company so that we can do three different types of beer in one day. Um, you know, 50 barrels worth of beer in a day. And it's, um, definitely a, a huge juggling act between, you know, those, those are all three of our tanks that we can keg out of, and we still need to meet demand with uh, kegs as well. Right. So, yeah, that's sort of right now our, our, our primary focus throughout the summer is just to kind of get to a comfortable spot with uh, the, the new introduction of cans. So, yeah, I just did a spot on um, Milk the Funk podcast where we ta- talked about um, exotic yeasts that we're using. Um, we did a, a yeast strain that was actually a, a lactic acid producing yeast to make a sour with a, a yeast instead of a bacteria. It got down to a pretty low pH. It was about 3.3 pH. And these are kind of new experimental yeasts uh, that have just become available. As far as I know, we were one of the first breweries in the country to do a production batch of that. Um, that sold out very quickly. So we expect to try to keep doing some more stuff like that. We've got several other lactic acid producing yeasts that we're going to be messing around with. Right now in the back, um, I've got a uh, oat pale ale we're releasing for uh, Pride Week next week. That's all uh, very... It's just a delicious beer in general. It's got a lot of uh, really new school American hops in there. I'm going to be really uh, bright, citrusy, and tropical. Specifically, it's got uh, it's all El Dorado Mosaic and Galaxy in there. So, and it's about 6.3% alcohol, but really going to be nice and clean. So we've got that. I've got a. We have a whole bunch of actually 15 different uh, Norwegian farmhouse ale strains that we've been playing around with that make very saison-like beers. They're specifically Norwegian farmhouse ales. Uh, ales, They're not even strains, actually. They're cultures because most of them are mixed uh, cultures of different yeast strains. But um, we've narrowed those 15 strains down to a couple that we really like. 
And I've got one in the back right now that I'm uh, making a little five barrel batch for the tasting room with. Um, so still about 10 kegs, so not tiny, but um, that's that's fermenting as we speak. And uh, that yeast strain actually kind of produces very orangey citrus peel kind of uh, flavors as it ferments, which is really wild. So we're looking to do a lot more sort of uh, very yeast forward saison type beers or farmhouse beers throughout the summer as well um we hope to get some of those into cans as well so yeah um and then just a lot more stuff with uh you know heavily dry hopped beers and we're still trying to kind of nail down some good um uh fruited sour recipes and things like that so we've got a lot of experiments going on on the side right now so yeah i'd say on average we're making a couple of five gallon batches of test test beers every week um on top of everything else right now to just kind of Try, try new yeast strains out and um, different recipes. Our number one goal is to make the best beer we can. I really personally feel that the the best beer lineup um, you can have needs needs to have a lot of variety in it too. And we try to uh, fill out our beer list um, both in the tap room and outside of the tap room with different beers that have very different flavor profiles. So. Um, we like to play around with a lot of different ingredients and primarily, you know, we're, we're very, uh, hop forward on a lot of, uh, a lot of our beers as far as, you know, not necessarily with bittering, but, uh, flavor and aroma, uh, but more even than that is just playing around with different yeast strains as well. So right now we have a one-off that's out in the market. That's, uh, uh another Brett beer, but it's, not what you would normally consider um, the flavor profile of a Brett beer because there's not a lot of tartness. It's actually a pale ale. It's been heavily dry hopped and it's got a lot of sort of tropical fruit um, and Saison character, which the Brett produces when you do a quicker fermentation. If you let it sit for a lot longer, you're going to start to get develop those more tart components to the Brett. But uh, this is one that's really uh, has, a, has a really nice flavor profile um, and it's really clean, really dry. And it's something that we couldn't get with a Saccharomyces Saison strain. So it's something we're really happy with. And I think just kind of sets that beer apart from everything else um, that we've done lately as well. So great. Oh, no problem, man. Yeah. yeah I appreciate yeah, it, guys. Adam, I really like going to Hellbender. It's just a comfortable space. They got dartboards. We, we threw darts. Poorly. We did. They've got games. We hit the board most of the time. Every time we hit the... Well, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time we did hit the board. But uh, they've got games to play. The tables are beautiful. They seat a lot of people. It's a comfortable room. The bar is really nice and really cool, and the service is fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed it there. They have some snacks, if you like, some chips, pretty much. Uh, there are some restaurants you know, probably within about a 10-minute walk, and they have food trucks that come by on the weekends as well. Yeah, you should check the website for all that information, hellbenderbeer.com. I enjoy the tap room a lot as well. I mean, they have, it's just, well, it's just a comfortable place, I think. It's not too big, smaller. It is a cozy space. But it's cozy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy being there, and I enjoy drinking their beer as well. I would recommend, in fact, that, uh, if you're going to do a brewery tour around the area, it would be a great place to start with because it can get crowded. Yes, it can. And there's always a lot of families there too, is what I, yeah, what I have noticed. 
All right, well, shall we talk about the beer? I think that would be a great idea. So that first beer, the Chazwaller, that we were drinking when we were hanging out with Ben, I totally fell in love with. Me too. We're drinking it right now. Yes, we are. You're gulping it. You're literally gulping this beer. I am not gulping. I am doing less work than you, so I have more time to drink. Just works that way. Yeah, I guess so. Lucky bastard. <laughs> okay. You got anything to add to what Ben was saying about the Chazwaller? I mean, great aroma, great taste. I... Does not, does not feel like it's over 8% alcohol. Not at in all. In mouthfeel, in flavor. Yep. None of that. I could, I could easily without knowing it. In fact, Ben told us a story. Yeah, just like Ben's friend. Just like Ben's friend. I could totally down a bunch of this without realizing what I was doing. Oh, I totally could do that. It's very dangerous. None of that hot liquor taste that you get on a lot of high alcohol beers. No, it's the it's it's really so perfectly balanced. It's just bitter enough, but like Ben said, it's there's just that little bit of sweetness yep. that that really sort of balances out, and I a think. A lot of hot flavor. A, an enormous amount of hot flavor. The galaxy the, a little bit of citra. A little bit of citra. It's really fantastic. Yeah. But let's talk about some of the other beers we and had while we were there. Oh, as, wait. as Ben said, if you want to get this experience, you better go to their brewery because it's really hard to get outside of the brewery right That's now. That's true. They're selling out. If there's any left. I mean, we talked to him. It was a while ago. It was a yeah. couple of weeks ago. So let's talk about some other beers. Let's talk about the Ignite IPA. This is their essentially their standard house IPA. It's light. Toasty aroma, earthy. Some tropical fruit aromas. I mean, it's a nice IPA. It's a solid IPA. Yeah. Definitely worth uh, a taste if you go by the tap room. I would say so. I mean, I, it, again, it's one of those that's not too bitter as well. Right. A right. lot of hot flavor, but not too bitter. Yeah. It's definitely, I, I think everybody should try an IPA everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. Just to give oneself the um, to give to give yourself sort of a range of what people what people brew as an IPA. Yeah, but theirs is light. It's toasty. It's not too bitter. It's got a little bit of earthy to it. So the next beer we tried is their Sunbreaker Hefeweizen. I really enjoyed this beer. This was my favorite of of everything we tried besides the Chazwaller. I would agree with that. Everything, which means everything that was on tap. Yeah, I mean, it had, I guess you would say, the typical Heffenweiser flavors and aromas, the banana, the slightly spicy finish, hints of clove, you know, a little bit of yeasty flavor, spices, done really well. Really though. nice. Very light and effervescent. I yeah, found. and the flavors blended very well. Was an overwhelming banana, which is nice. And just a really pleasant beer. Yeah, and not overly sweet. Very enjoyable. Not overly sweet. It had a, it was dry and refreshing. I really liked it. it. Really, like I said, it was my favorite. And Hefeweizens tend to be the one of the beers that I will normally avoid if given an option just because it was overdone for a while and I got tired of drinking Hefeweizens. Um, but I think it's definitely something that I'm going to have to re-explore. This one particularly, I think I would like to have in the house. Oh, I would love to have this in the house as well. Now, we also had uh, one of their wild ales, the Robo Boogie. Very drinkable ale, a little bit funky, really fruity, and really refreshing. Yeah. 
it was a very refreshing beer, I thought. And, you know, it had that very yeast forward flavors, but was very enjoyable. I really, really like this beer. And I think that holds true pretty much for all the beers we tried. I don't think there was any that I didn't enjoy. We don't really talk about beers we don't like on the show very much. Yeah. Generally. True. True. But we're pretty careful about where we go. Like we're we're conscientious about the breweries that we visit, and so we're 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 trying to go to breweries that we have some experience with their beer. So we've tried all of the beer in most cases, right? That is correct. So we're not, you know, we're not going to crappy breweries. Exactly. Which doesn't mean if we haven't been to your favorite brewery or to your brewery, if you're a brewer, uh, that yours is crappy. Give us a call. Email us at hosts at thebrewdaddies.com. And let us know if you'd like us to come visit your brewery. Yeah, we'd be happy to go visit more breweries. But wait, we have one more beer. We do. From Hellbender to talk about. This is Augusto, their Belgian IPA. Yum, yum. Farmhouse ale. Again, a beer I really liked. It was very hop forward in its taste. Not a lot of bitterness, but again, that strong hop flavors. This time it was more grassy, maybe a little perfumey, I thought. Very dry. Not as much residual sweetness, I think, as some of the other beers. But it came together well, and it was an enjoyable beer. I liked it. I liked the spice. Really spicy. Cinnamon, all spicy, I thought, um, with a nice kind of creamy mouthfeel going on. Yeah, it was, it was a good beer. All their beers are good beers. All their beers are good beers. So All their beers are very drinkable, enjoyable beers. And they have a nice variety. Yeah. Like, that's, that's one of the great things about it is you, if you don't like... They they aren't stuck in a very particular style, no. right? You get you can get a wild ale, Belgian IPA, a Hefeweizen, a few other choices, the Chazwell or double IPA, fantastic. So there's something for everybody at Hellbender. Tasting room is comfortable. Bring the kids. There's games to play with. Get there early on the weekends, so but so you can get your stake out some space before it gets really really crowded, and um, bring some friends. Yeah. I mentioned earlier that if you're a brewer or you have a favorite brewery, you can email us at hosts at thebrewdaddy. That's H-O-S-T-S at thebrewdaddies.com uh, and let us know about the brewery you'd like us to visit. We would also like to talk to folks who listen to this podcast. Um, we'd love to be able to visit a brewery with some of the folks who listen to this podcast and have you on as guests. So if you're interested in joining us for an episode of Brew Daddies, also email us at hosts at thebrewdaddies.com. Join us at a brewery and drink a beer. You can also find us on Instagram at, that's the at symbol, Brew Daddies, B-R-E-W-D-A-D-D-I-E-S. You can find us on Twitter at, at symbol, The Brew Dads. You can also find us on Facebook at, the at symbol, the Brew Daddies. Also rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else free podcasts are served. Wherever great podcasts are I you free. Did free. Oh, where great <laughs> podcasts are free. Uh, <sighs> wherever free podcasts are served. <laughs> Whatever. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher. Google Play Music. Google Play Music or wherever else. Great <laughs> podcasts are free. Great podcasts are free. And you banged on the table. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>